So I'm going to be talking to some friends of mine later about video game bosses, our favorite ones and some of the hardest ones we've ever met. <clears throat> what are you playing here right now? I'm playing Super Mario Bros. Wii. <laughs> I love how it's bros. <clears throat> well, they are all bros, by the way. Yeah, well... We're just playing one player. It's hot top in the stand We that? are... In I don't know if you can go through while you're carrying Toad. There you go. <clears throat> okay. Did I? Did I? Yep, I did. So, how many bosses have you uh, have you fought in Super Mario here? Let's think. Let's think. I think I have done at least four. To Which be one honest, do you think was the hardest? The hardest one. To be honest, here, stay away from my toad, buddy. Oops. What? I jumped oh. on you for heaven's sake. You oh, you missed him by just a tiny little bit. <laughs> I know. So which boss do you think has been the hardest so far in all the bosses you faced in Super Mario Brothers? To be honest, I'm going to be honest. But don't laugh. The World 5 boss. Do you know why? Nope. Because the World 5 boss in the Purple Castle is attached to a Pac-Man. Ah. Which? Oh, one of those black uh, cannonballs on a chain? Oh, yes. And it's chained up to there. So what you basically need to do is you got to fool him. And on the last time, it goes super fast, as you can see. Can you imagine that? Yeah, that sounds like a Mario boss. Luckily, my mama got through it. Awesome. I got... I got two, but the third one, it goes super fast just to get you out of control. Oh, can you show him the secret world over there? I would show you. But I think I might have seen that one already, but... Don't think you have. Mm. Oh. I, uh... <clears throat> trying to That's think. I think the hardest video game boss I ever had to deal with was um, probably in Commander Keen 3. What's that, Dad? Well, in Commander Keen 3, you fight uh, your arch nemesis, Mortimer McMire. And Mortimer he's right McMire? at yeah, and he's right at the end of the game, and he's got this crazy contraption machine that's got a whole bunch of different parts to it, and it's I don't know, I always found that to be the hardest. Welcome back to another episode of Spam, Spam, Spam Humbug. This is episode 62, and this is actually probably going to wind up being a two-parter. Oh, this is for sure going to wind up being a two-parter, um, just because of how the just different kerfuffles involved with the recording schedule. Um, we're going to talk about game bosses, the memorable ones, the hard ones, the dumb ones, and maybe even the absent ones. <clears throat> but before we do that, some thanks to offer. Because uh, this episode of Spam, Spam, Spam Humbug is brought to you by our Patreon backers. So thank you to everyone who supports Spam, Spam, Spam Humbug and the Ultima Codex by that means. And as always, a hearty thank you to our co-producers, Seth, Johnny, Dominic, Chris, Violation, Adam, Avatars Radio, Eric, Thor1, Pascal, Neil, and Helgruff. All right, so I'm recording this little introductory blurb uh, a few days later. Uh you know, versus when everything else you're about to hear was recorded. Let's just dive right in. It was a fun little chat. 
and I don't think we're anywhere near done it yet. Let's talk about them game bosses. The memorable ones, the hard ones, the dumb ones. And, you know, depending on how philosophical we get, maybe even the absent ones. I'm going to go first. Um, Do it. Because you know what? I've really only got one. Because I was actually thinking back, and, you know, the number of games I've played... I mean, okay, discounting stuff like Wolfenstein, right? (laughs) Discounting stuff like Wolfenstein. There's really only two game bosses, to my mind. Well, three. There's... But but one only half counts. There's two game bosses, to my mind, that really stand out as memorable. The first one is Mortimer McMire in Commander Keen 3. <laughs> I forgot about him. I that, Seriously, still the most frustrating boss fight I've ever been in. I just, I, even thinking about it now, I'm just like getting traumatic stress it's terrible i hate that boss fight with it because you know what i mean commander king 3 is just a punishing game anyways right so you manage to fight your way across the entire vorticon homeworld you somehow beat that vorta ninja compound and all the rest of the crap that it throws at you and then you arrive at mortimer mcmire and this infernal machine that he's got and you just like i don't even know where to begin taking this guy down um, now it's very satisfying when you do actually beat him, but until you beat him, oh my God, it's just the worst, just the worst. <laughs> um, another game boss though, that's worth mention is the boss quote unquote in marathon. So marathon was, um, the marathon series was kind of the pre halo. So this was a series of first, first, first person shooter. I'm getting tongue tied series of first-person shooters developed by Bungie for the Mac. Okay, so this would have been back in the 90s. And, uh, I mean, Halo borrows very, very liberally from a lot of the mythos that is laid down in um, the Marathon games. They're not in the same universe, but they tee... And 343 Industries has kept up with this. They tease and borrow heavily from Marathon all the time. But I digress. Marathon 1, um, the boss monster, so to speak, is kind of this control alien. That So the idea is that the main enemy alien race, the four, are slavers. And so they have all these client races that they've enslaved. And you wind up fighting against most of them, right? So you'll be fighting against the actual four as well. But then um, different races they've enslaved will be thrown at you. Um, during the course of the game. And there's this one sort of super four who is controlling all of the um, slaves. And the idea is you have to infiltrate the four spaceship and find him and kill him, (coughs) which takes all of about 10 seconds. He's just, he's um, exceedingly easily dispatched. He doesn't really even fight back. And then everything kind of changes in the game after that. I mean, enjoyable game. I still have fun playing it. And I still have very fond memories of it. But in terms of, you know, boss in an FPS, that was um, uncompelling. And yet at the same time, it kind of works. Because then Marathon becomes this sort of bossless FPS. Of which there aren't too, too many. Especially not from the 90s. 
Uh, third boss that is kind of worth mentioning is Alamar slash, uh, Alamar slash Sheltum, I think is how, yeah, Alamar Sheltum from Might and Magic 5, Dark Side of Zine. Um, and that one is kind of, I think, more memorable because <coughs> I, I just, I really liked the lore of the first few Might and Magic games, you know, the, the Ancients and Korak and Sheltum and the Seed Worlds. It was just this really novel little bit of myth-making that New World Computing had engaged in. And, of course, it all comes to a conclusion in Might Magic 5. And just sort of this last-minute reveal that, oh my gosh, Alamar is Sheltum. Like, wow, that's... I did not see that coming. I probably should have, could have, if I was older. But... You know, I was pretty young at the time, so I didn't quite see that one coming. But it's great, right? Because you're like, you're fighting Alamar, and then I was like, oh, hey, wow, that's, uh, <clears throat> it's actually Sheltum. And you don't kill him. Ultimately, then Korak, the guardian who's been, uh, whose steps you've kind of been following in since about Might Magic 2, um, intervenes. And it's ultimately he and Sheltum that do battle and mutually annihilate each other. And it's, you know, <clears throat> good end to that story. But uh, like I said, those are the three boss characters that really stand out in my mind. And I think for me, it really illustrates that I didn't play too many games that had boss monsters or bosses of any kind. Um, I mean, certainly it's not really been a fixture of the Ultimas outside of, you know, well, a lot of the Ultimas, the ones that I love, certainly the ones that I love the most, there's not much in the way of bosses. Even I wouldn't even necessarily count the Guardian in Ultima 9 as a boss, since, again, you don't really defeat him in a conventional sense. Um, and obviously, no, there's nothing in Ultima 6. No, than anything else. Yep. And, I mean, the same would be true, I guess, of Exodus. Because, you know, again, you don't really fight him in any conventional sense. You just fight it in any conventional sense. You just put some punch cards in a machine and boom. Minax, yeah. I guess Minax would be the last great Ultima boss. Yeah, even the uh, Titans in uh, Pagan, they use intelligence to defeat them. Yep. It's not really even a fight. I mean, maybe something in Underworld? Like, you don't... <clears throat> you fight Tyball, you don't fight the Slasher of Veils. Morse Gotha? I don't know. Anyways, those are the three yeah. I had. Um, someone else jump in. Um, one of the ones that was extremely memorable for me, and I, it ties into the Ultima stuff too, was the master Richard, um, Morrow, I think it was in fallout. And you had all these different ways you could deal with them. You didn't even have to, you know, kill him or anything. It's, it's one of those things where you have these different ways of dealing with him as in, most things in the fallout games yeah and so he it's was, like he's a big boss but not really yeah that's it's right kind of because that weird mean, situation you could you could um you could just fight him straight up that was you kind of the dumb way to him to, uh, abandon his plan which he i think kills himself even or you could just bypass him entirely and just go off and <laughs> finish the game yourself yep it's like, no, I'll just skip the whole boss together. We don't need him. Eh, whatever. Optional boss. <laughs> it's like the entire Aeon concept in Final Fantasy X was like, you could go get him or not. 
Yeah. Yep. Of course, you had to you had to fight all of all of them first in order to get them. All the dark ants. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, Although I will admit that in ten, the final aeon and sin just weren't all that amazing for bosses. Well, actually, I almost think yeah, that um, Seymour was a more interesting boss. Yeah, that was actually going to be a comment that I had on my list was first Seymour was you've encountered him a few times and then the last fight with him was just this ridiculous I don't remember it specifically but it uh, it was a ridiculous one there were a lot of people that went online it's like I need tips I need tips and I remember it because it was I think freshman year in college or sophomore year one of those two years yeah there was something (laughs) along the lines where like all but one of your guys had to be undead and he would kill those ones and then you use the other ones to resurrect them and then you try to get a few more hits in before you rinse and repeat a whole bunch of times and then you finally get to the last the last boss fight maybe it was just the way we played it because we we went out and found all the ultimate weapons and the aeons and stuff and then we got to the last boss fight and it was like hit 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 dead oh that <laughs> yeah. was that was less than exciting that was not whelming yeah exactly yeah. Speaking of Final Fantasy and dumb boss fights of absurd duration, a, a couple of three podcasts that I follow have all been t- – and my coworker showed me this segment. Conan O'Brien's Clueless Gamer Final Fantasy 15. Have you all seen this? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't get why people are even up in arms. It's so – It was – I mean, it was amazing for one. But then B, just – I. That dragon that they were fighting, or whatever it was, that that creature, right? I mean, like, massive mm-hmm. boss fight, I guess, in the game. And I was laughing so hard, so I didn't catch all of this, but apparently that thing takes three days to knock down? <laughs> it's pretty massive, yeah. It's It takes a while. Like, if you were actually going to fight through to the point where you kill it, it would take you something... Like, it takes at least... It, I can't remember if it was 36 hours or three days, but either way, it was just like, What? Like three actual real time days of fighting to defeat this boss. How? Which I think was Conan's question too. Just how and why? Who knows? I mean, I get that it's a Final Fantasy game, but that seems just a tad pretentious, even for a Final Fantasy game. Hey, our players are so hardcore, they're going to spend three hours sitting on their asses fighting this boss. Most of them will die. Literally. Just like what was that? There was that guy in China who like was playing WoW for thirty six hours straight, and he got blood caught, blood clots in his legs, and died. Oh, like yeah. My eyes can barely stand like two or three hours. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, I remember that. I back ages and oh. ages past. I had like a fourteen hour WoW marathon, and I finally got up, and I was like, "Oh God, that was the worst decision of my life." Hmm. Yeah. Once you pull yeah. something like that, you, you learn. You realize like, you're oh. hungry. You realize you have to go to the bathroom. You realize your legs are just puddles of <laughs> uselessness at that point. Yep. Like even when I, I was doing extra life, man. Oh, sorry, I talked over you there, Deathblade. No, that's okay. My, for whatever reason, my phone keeps cutting in and out. So like the audio, I get is really choppy. But as long as you guys uh-huh. can hear me, I guess that's cool. Yep. Yeah, I've been having that problem too with it. So it's like, yeah, instead of doing it from the bedroom, just being lazy, I actually bothered to get up. 
Well, I'd do it from the bedroom because that's where my router is. But unfortunately, there's a sleeping child in there. Aha. Uh-huh. The baby? Nope, she's actually in the living room. Hmm. He has more children oh. to choose from. Yes. <laughs> I this is number three? <laughs> well, technically four, but... Oh, yeah, um, four. One is you? absent. You can make it five and count yourself. There you sure go. Your wife would agree. My wife, my wife would probably do that, yeah. <laughs> uh, another good Final Fantasy boss actually would be Kefka from Six. Hmm. We have to admit his character throughout the game is extremely well done. This psychotic, insane master manipulator. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, like even me, who's like the complete Final Fantasy ignoramus. I mean, Kefka, like that's he's one of the legendary characters of gaming. Period. He's so creepy. I love it. What's that? You want to poison an entire castle worth of people by just destroying their water? Yeah, why not? All right. Yeah, sure. Sounds evil enough. I'm game. <laughs> like you can't help but hate the guy from the beginning of the game. You want that in a boss. You do. Maybe. Yeah, probably. And his, cl- his cleverness just makes you want to hate him more and more. And it's like, it feels so satisfying to mm-hmm. defeat him in the end. It's, it's definitely one of my favorites. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, I think the last real boss fight that I was in was in Reckoning. And that's actually kind of a double fight because you defeat Gadflo, the mad fey king, and mm-hmm. then you have to defeat the slumbering dragon that has been manipulating him the whole time. Now, I like that. One boss fight leading immediately to another boss fight. That's fine. Of course, I played Reckoning for so long that by the time I actually got around to finishing it, I was way overpowered for the boss fight going <laughs> I don't think Gadflow took more than about 10% off my health, and the final boss was too slow and didn't even take that much off. But there's also a bit of a glitch in the final boss fight, at least on the PC version of Reckoning. So um, the biggest challenge was not whittling the boss down. That came easily enough. The biggest challenge was finding like the tiny cluster of pixels that I actually had to click on to deliver the killing blow. Yeah. It was kind of, yeah, it was just a buggy thing, and it was actually mostly a camera bug that, you know, resulted in the hitbox for that particular mm. finishing move being ridiculously small. But I did get it after about half an hour. <laughs> that's that's the, the exact, exactly correct amount of time. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there was just a counter. Beyond the half an hour, you rage quit. <laughs> well, my most recent we'll one was... That one. Amiona in Shadow Warrior 2, of which... Oh, yeah, you were playing that. There's a bug in that match I discovered where I got her caught on the outside wall, and I could just sit there and pelt her, and it's like, this is too easy. Like, I love this, the... I guess you can call it a story. It's it's not a, you know, exactly deep It's Shadow Warrior, story. so, you know... <laughs> it's not a deep story, but the overall story with the the two games now for the reboot have been actually pretty good and I was pleasantly surprised. Mm. In fact, the final video of mine should go up tomorrow, so it'll be up in time before Thanksgiving for people. Oh, nice. Awesome. That was my little promise. Actually, then people can see it and then not actually have to spend 25 bucks. 
Yeah. Now you say tomorrow, so that's tomorrow, the day after we're recording this. So by the time this goes live, it'll already have been up for like almost a week. Yeah, probably. All right. Well, that's cool. People can still enjoy it. I mean, there's nothing, you know, to say they can't. Yeah. Uh, Your comment about a buggy boss fight, though, just reminded me of another game, uh, one which I did wind up rage quitting because there was actually no other option for me. And it was a Uh mobile title called Rhymeland's Hammer of Thor. Very fun little game, a little bit steampunky, kind of based on Nordic mytho- or, um, Norse mythology. You know, just, it, I mean, fun little game. Um, the the combat mechanic was interesting because you actually literally saw the dice rolls. It was turn-based combat, and when you attacked a guy, like, you rolled a bunch of dice, and he rolled a bunch of dice, you know, attack and defend, and then it, you know, it, it, it was neat. But... <coughs> There was a bug, and I guess the way to trigger it was to walk into the area where the final boss is, but then if you walk back out, which I did because I realized I'd left some loot behind, um, and then walk back in, that that boss, um, some bug happens, and he basically becomes invincible. Script problem. Script yeah. problem. So after realizing that, it's just like, okay, well, I don't really want to replay this entire game all over again. So bye-bye. Deleted. I guess it wasn't really a rage quit. It was more of a, oh, that's disappointing. I almost <sighs> had that experience the other day, but I'll get into that after when we move on to other stuff. <laughs> oh, interesting. Keeping us in suspense. I like it. Um, well, if anybody was following Discord this past weekend, they would have seen it. But otherwise, I'll I'll, I'll go into more oh, detail. I missed it. Ah, I was out of town enjoying the hospitality of my family-in-law, which included way too much tasty smoked pork. There's nothing. Oh wrong yes, with that. that's just absolutely terrible. So yeah, painful. I, know. I feel sorry for but myself. You cried in pain. I didn't cry in pain, but then I stepped on the scale and I whimpered a little. But that's well, not here nor there. Heartburn or overeating can be painful. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I've got a comment. I got a couple of comments at any rate here. Um, yeah. Well, I so, think of some other buses. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to just read a comment. And this is from um, Steve Davis. And he responded to my anchor link on Google+. Sweet. He says, Geese Howard from Fatal Fury is my favorite boss. First guy in a fighting game that can reverse an opponent's attack. Once Fatal Fury special came out, I was pleased to be able to play as Geese because I liked his fighting style. It was awesome that no matter what move came at him, other than energy strikes, he was able to reverse and throw the opponent. This was totally unexpected by other players since that move did not exist in Street Fighter or anything else at the time. It was even effective against the special finishing moves that involved a limb. He takes the momentum of the attacker and uses it against the attacker. He also has ranged attacks, but doesn't everybody? Nobody else could catch a flying kick and slam the kicker to the ground back in 1994. Geese was ahead of his time. And he includes nice. a link to some uh, Geese Howard wallpaper. Let's click through and... Hmm. That's very cool. King of Southtown, Geese Howard. This guy looks Never like really Duke got into that series. That's, that's a neat kind of game mechanic. That's cool. Yeah, that would be... It's a unique one to have. It would be. Uh, 
let me just click on over to the Ultimate Dragons Google group to see if uh, wherever that anchor link of mine was has probably gone down the page some. Yeah. Journey I just love another really good boss. Sure. Uh, dysentery and Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> Killed me every go. single time. <clears throat> yes. You died of dysentery. <laughs> I was like the one that has a picture of Terry Crews. It's like, you have died of dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Oh, all right. I found my list here from a while back. I cool. can't believe it's been a week since I put almost a week since I put that together. Well, we, we were have. supposed to record this over a week ago, so you know. <laughs> Let's see. We have the final boss in uh, Karataka back on Apple II, and the thing that made him very interesting was as you played that game, we had all those cutscenes. We keep sending out henchmen. He's this taller than average character, and his hawk was so annoying. That blue hawk, if you didn't deal with that, you were you were fucked. <laughs> As a kid, when I was real little playing on the Apple II, I oh, so many bad memories of failing. Let's see, we had uh, Goro from Mortal Kombat, mostly just because he was really tough back in 92, and then they dumbed him down and made him easy. Bah. Oh, Goro, yeah, geez. I, I remember there was Mortal Kombat in the arcade, actually, at a local pizza place. And, of course, you could never get to Goro in the arcade because we never had enough quarters. <laughs> but then somehow my brother got the game sometime. And it was like, yeah, we're going to fight Goro dead. I'm like, oh, well, this guy's hard. <laughs> 20 times later, dead. Like, oh, all right, well, I give up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of people. Um, Mother Brain from uh, the Metroid series. Can't really uh, argue with that one. No, no, I suppose not. Just like uh, the AI and uh, um, System Shock. Just very cold, ill-tempered. Part of me wonders, I have never really gotten gone into reading about why they made the design decisions they did in System Shock, but I sometimes wonder if Mother Brain didn't play a role in influencing them. How so? Well, just the comparison of Mother Brain, you know, um, trying to bring order to the universe, reset everything, um, situation with the pirates, it's just, since I think that came out pretty close, I think, to when System Shock did. Actually, no. No, it was actually the same year. Yeah, so I guess it wouldn't hmm. have been. Well, but you know, I mean, where was that one developed at? Metroid? Yeah. Well, that would have been more Jap. That was Japan, wasn't it? Yeah. Because I mean, I like, it was just one more thing. The concept of AI going wonky, going after humans was kind of a theme back then in the mid 90s. Yeah, I think it was probably more the prevailing thing. Like, if it had been like two developers kind of based in the same region i could maybe see that yeah you know because cause... developers they meet they swap ideas over beers right like it's you know there's no big deal but uh yeah when you're talking an american developer and a japanese developer it's probably more just like a prevailing cultural thing than anything else yeah that must be although i know the first metroid game came out what was it uh 86 i think it was so there may have been some influence, but like Super Metroid, like one of the most popular ones that most people started with, that came out the exact same year as System Shock. So I don't know. Hmm. 
Something to think about. Uh, let's yeah. see. I had Bowser from Super Mario. Eh, not much to talk there. <laughs> the uh, giant creepy flying fetus at the end of the first Half-Life game. Yes, that's kind of a weird Mostly, thing. That was kind of just creepy. <laughs> creepy bit. looking teleportation balls, the whole fun stuff. Uh, Ganondorf slash Ganon, whatever form he's in. And the cool thing that I had here in the notes for that was in the, what is it, 25th anniversary of Link to the Past that happened this year. Right. Um, In that particular game, that's the only time that Ganon actually already has the entire power of the Triforce in his control when you take him on. Oh, wow. It's the only time they've ever done that. And I have to admit, that's kind of a neat version. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Ever gonna, I don't think they'll ever do that again. Or if they do, they'll make the fight really, really hard. And then the last one I see I listed here was uh, Morgana, the AI. There seems to be a theme here in games I enjoy. I'm starting to notice something. Yes. <laughs> from the Dot Hack Sign series uh, from 2003 to 2004, there were four games they did. Um, that came after the anime that all tied together beautifully. Cool. And that series, if that's one where you haven't played that series, the cool thing is you don't have to watch the anime, but this omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent AI that was basically designed to give birth or help give birth to the most ultimate AI that would then, you know, take control of this online game wow basically fights against it happening because the ai realized once that happened it's useless then it's <laughs> only reason for existing is now done and so it's fighting against its own reason for being created it's it's pretty interesting like story that. that's good and then oh yeah we talked about jade empire for a while with um Sargorn and uh master lee is definitely an interesting one in that game. <clears throat> yes. Now, here I have to confess complete ignorance because I never got that far in Jade Empire. But. 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 Um, but, yes, Surgorn spoke quite highly of. Uh, you want a sequel? Yes, that'd be good, too. And, I mean, so EA bad. is just terrible for teasing this. Like, I think, you know, if you want to criticize EA for shuttering games companies, fine. Here's what you should really criticize EA about. The fact that they just never come out and say, no, we're never doing a Jade Empire sequel again, or yes, we are doing a Jade Empire sequel. It's always, well, we're not ruling it out. Well, maybe, I don't know, sometimes if the market's right, blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. Just say, we're not doing it anymore. Or say, BioWare just did such an amazing job with it. And the combat's fun. The characters are interesting. Yeah, it's not 100% politically correct, but it's this just absolutely fascinating and engaging world. And once you learn the truth of your master and what he really was and what he had done in his past, and you have the choice of, do I join him or do I fight him? It's, It's really nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, someday, hopefully, I can wish. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, that I got, looks to pretty much cover the ones I posted about. Okay, well, I got actually, I got one more here from my coworker, 
who, and I mean, so this is my coworker, Yasser, um, and he actually kind of takes a bit of a shout out because he actually is the one who can kind of take credit for suggesting this topic. And so, yeah, the one from him, Dark Souls, Dragon Slayer, Ornstein, and Executioner Smog, or Smog. Good choices. The hardest, he says. The fight was originally designed to be a co-op boss. So having that mechanic nearly broken for a while after launch made this fight almost impossible. The fight consists of two phases. The first phase of the fight, you'll take on both Smog and Ornstein. The second phase is conditional on who you defeat first. The easier option is to beat Ornstein and have Smog absorb his lightning powers. If you, however, want a challenge, a nice ring, and an achievement, do it the other way around. This will make Ornstein absorb all of Smog's power. It doubles in size, increases his speed, and um, gets one-shot killed melee hits. <clears throat> Oof. <laughs> that's, like, that's like Mike Tyson and Mike T- Tyson Punch-Out. Yep, pretty much. Well, it hit, it hit once, you're down. Fighting a Dark Souls boss, Yasser says, uh, alone is always a challenge, but having two at the same time was quite a lot to deal with. Um, Dodging and strategic planning of how to kite the bosses around the pillars uh, in the room was key to completing this. I remember trying about 20 plus times until I finally got it. And then he uh, includes a link to the video of the encounter, which I'll try and remember to include in the show notes. But yes, so Ornstein and Smog in in Dark Souls. All right. Well, let's jump over to other news because I've got you here, Golem, and I want your thoughts on, oh, sir. That has to be, now I found it on mobile, so I'm going to call it a mobile game because UI really is designed for mobile. Yes. I mean, I think it is on Steam as well, but. Yeah, they they, they did did a port for Steam, but it reminds me. As I've mentioned in Discord, <laughs> amongst us here, it reminds me, it reminds my little sister of the insult sword fighting from Monkey Island. Ah, uh, yes. A great sequence, to be sure. And what it is, is you basically create an insult. You pick one from the list. They have, it's very nicely random. Um, you have coffee you can drink to give you more choices if you don't like what's on the board. And Interesting that you would use coffee. Hmm. Well, you, the pretty posh British people. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Which is adorable. It's very stylized artistically, too. But periodically, you'll get the choice where you can basically pass that round, wait till the next round, and see what new choices appear on the board. And so, yeah, you take a hit from the opposing player... But you're banking on the fact that maybe you can get something really good or maybe complete a combo to do really extra damage. And it's it's so well done. And some of them are just so incredibly stupid. Your mother has tiny feet. Nice. Very you know, nice. Your father and mother tried to... Uh, and it just continues on, you know. And they have little goofy ones in there, like uh, is a hamster and just... They just... It blows my mind. And one of the things that I found extremely wise on their part is not only do they have a tutorial, teach you about combos and things like that. Right. And obviously they have you versus 
the computer. But for multiplayer, they have an online mode, but they were so smart, they made an, as they call it, on-the-couch version. Oh. Where literally, you can just pass your phone back and forth and play with a friend there in person. Nice. That's almost the way you want to play that kind of game, right? Yes. It's wonderful. Because you sit there, you hear the jokes together, the insults, and it's just... You're kind of just passing insults back and forth. Yep. So my sister and I are sitting there passing the phone back together and laughing while watching football. And it was... We had so much fun. And she's sitting there giggling. And it's it's one of those things where a lot of us work very hard at very stressful jobs. And on a Sunday, that was like the perfect medicine to just sit there and do something incredibly stupid, but so worth it. And the best part is it's actually priced really well. Like it's very cheap. Nice. That's good. Oops. Bonking my microphone. I think it might even be free even on steam at the moment. Really? I should look and see to steam to steam. Because someone had mentioned to me that search. Oh, uh, no, no, it's a buck ninety nine. Oh, well, that's still that's pretty still darn reasonable. Very cheap. Oh, buck nineteen. OK, uh, two dollars nineteen in Canada. Mm-hmm. When it hits a buck oh five, then we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 freedom calls. Your sense of style can be found in Pokemon Go and everybody knows that. Your father it's very, you know, is your very house. British, very posh European. Yes. Very stereotypical. Um the fact that it has just overwhelming positives. Like everyone loves it. On Steam, on Google uh, Play Store, it's just it's it's wonderful. Nice. Yeah, I will definitely have to check that one and out then. I hate to inject politics, but in a world where like everyone's like worried about offending people, this is like the most perfect game. <laughs> this game is <laughs> just all like, about offending people. <laughs> and they're not even offensive. They're just really goofy, witty jokes. Pompous, it's ridiculous wonderful. jokes, yeah. No, that's good. You know, your wife hides in the shrubbery. <gasps> Scandalous. <laughs> Very scary. You know, you're a bloody pet shop, and all the animals farted on your father, and you can't deny it. <laughs> it's just what does that even mean? <laughs> so, I highly recommend it. It's so cheap. It's so cheap, but so good. Nice. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, I'll definitely have to pick that one up. I don't know who I can play it with around here. I'll have to find someone. Oh, your wife. Hmm. Yeah, she might go for it. I don't know. We'll see. She's got a good sense of humor. That she does. I figured that out over the years. It's like, no. <laughs> she has a good one. So, major, major, major highlight. Yeah, no, and that's I think in a re- to look at. And in a recent um, version update, they even added Serious Sam or a guest character known as Sam Serious Stone. Huh. The game is kind of a nod to video game people. Nice. So they, there's some cleverness in here. Nice. All right. I have one more for now. 
And then uh, I think we'll end it because I actually have to handle some other stuff around here. Doom. Someone, okay. I mean, I know it's kind of like a geek subculture thing to get Doom running <laughs> on various impractical things that shouldn't normally be running Doom. Like Texas Instruments calculators. Woo! Yes, or ATMs or toasters. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so you know how the MacBook Pro has that touch bar? They didn't. Someone got Doom running in the touch bar. <laughs> it's as horrible as you can imagine because, of course, the touch bar is only a handful of pixels tall. So the entire Doom gameplay window is getting squished down to something that's like, you know, 640 pixels wide and about 20 tall. It looks utterly ridiculous. But I love it. But yes, someone got Doom running in the MacBook Pro's touch bar because, of course, they did. Thanks, Internet, for being you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is sort of like, like, I mean, I think we all know what rule 34 is. And I don't know if there's another rule, but if there isn't, I would like to propose a rule, which is to say that if it has a screen, there is a port of Doom for it. <laughs> We can only hope. I mean, it just seems uh, to be the case. I think I someone even it. got Doom running on like an e-cigarette, didn't they? Was that Doom? <laughs> or was that Flappy Bird? <laughs> That's not surprising at all. Flappy Bird. <laughs> uh, hang on here. Doom on. Uh, yeah. I love it. Running Doom on. Uh, or maybe that was maybe that was Flappy Bird. I don't know. Hang on. I thought it was Doom, but maybe I'm wrong. Flappy Bird. Okay, uh -huh. yeah, it, it was Flappy Bird. <clears throat> so that, that, that kind of makes more sense. Yeah. No honest. one has yet ported Doom to the e-cigarette, but I figure it's only a matter of time. Come on, Internet, make it so. <laughs> you boosted mean culture to an all-time high. Let's boom boost doom up to an all-time high. There you go. There you go. Gulp. <laughs> yep, pretty much. All right. Well, I'm going to call it for now, and we'll pick this up on Thursday. But thank you. Thank you guys for coming out tonight. This is a good start. Oh, definitely. I'm curious what other people come up with. Yeah, this should be interesting to hear. Other content. Yep. All right. If you like Spam, 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 Humbug, you can support us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash Ultima Codex, and you can become a monthly subscriber of ours and, uh, <clears throat> you know, help out. Help out keep the Codex and the podcast running. Uh, if a monthly subscription isn't your thing, though, do consider buying your video games, because presumably you like video games if you're listening to this podcast. Do consider buying your games at GOG, <clears throat> what used to be known as Good Old Games. We're an affiliate of Good Old Games. So just uh, go to ultimacodex.com and look for the GOG banners in the sidebar or uh, go to the show notes for this episode and look for the buy games at GOG link. That'll take you to GOG. You won't pay a cent more for the games that you buy, but we will get some commission off of that. Uh, moral support is also welcomed. So, you know, feel free to like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Ultima series and do follow at Ultima Codex on Twitter. If you want to join the Ultima fan community, udic.org is your gateway to doing so. That's where you can select your very own dragon name. 
You're also welcome to join the Ultima Dragons group on Facebook or on Google+. Uh, follow at Ultima Dragons on Twitter. Visit the woefully underused Slack channel or the much more active Discord server. Or even, if you feel like getting particularly old school, find the Ultima Dragons on the Wearmount. Links for all of these are in the show notes as well. Finally, you can send us feedback. Ultimacodex at gmail.com. If you still prefer using email, you can join us on our Discord channel. Or you can leave us a voice message. Just go to podcast.ultimacodex.com and look for the leave us a message link in the sidebar. Thank you to everyone for listening. And uh, we will be back next week with more chatter about video game bosses. But until that time, be virtuous. Be virtuous.